Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And welcome to a little cheese playoff special. Jay Binkley here with Dolan Brooks producing the operation. This is something we've been doing the last couple of weeks. You know, last week I was in here 10 to 2. This week I'm in here 10 to 2. Worked out for pretty good luck, I would have to say, last week with the Chiefs winning. Back in the day, we've got you covered all weekend long. Dusty Likens will be here at 9 a.m. tomorrow till 10. We've got a four-hour pregame with Network. And we'll, then you have the game, of course, listen to over Sister Station, 106.5 The Wolf. Back here with postgame on The Wolf and 610 Sports Radio. I'll be on for postgame. After that, and then it's a post-game, post-game show as well with Chris and Sean that'll be joining right after that. But here's the thing, Nolan. Um, don't, lift, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Having these playoff games, it's, it's weird. It's four straight at Arrowhead Stadium. It seems unlikely. Listen, I'm 48. I'm 48. I was born in 1973. With that whole time without seeing an AFC title game here in Kansas City. Yes, they got there in 94 with Joe Montana, but that was in Buffalo. But, it's a, but it was fun. It was exciting. The city was electric. And everybody had the T-shirts out and everything else like you do now. Everybody's getting all that stuff going. But we were excited about that game. It was Joe freaking Montana, right, bringing that magic to Kansas City. And then you had that drought. I mean, you look at that playoff win down in Houston. You know, January 16th, 94. Then you go all the way till the 2000. 15 season, and it was actually in 2016, January 9th, 2016, when the Kansas City Chiefs won 30 to nothing at the Houston Texans. And it's a long gap. It's a long gap between 94 and 2015. An extremely, extremely long gap for the Kansas City Chiefs. And now you're looking at four straight. Four straight. Andy Reid's been a part of four straight two different times, not at the same place because they had to play some of those on the road in Philly. But he was part of that. Sean Barber, our friend Sean Barber, was part of that with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Belichick with eight straight. You know, John Madden went the five straight. You know, and there's Andy Reid that's been at four straight with two different locations. It takes an incredible amount of consistency to keep getting back to this game. And it's almost like we take it for granted. Like, okay, the Chiefs are the AFC title game again. Are you as excited as before? Because this city's pretty damn excited. This city's pretty damn hype, Nolan. I don't know where you've been. I don't know what stores you go to. I don't know what you've seen. I don't know what your friends. I know you write about the National Football League yourself. But this seems like there's, I mean, I know it's the Bengals. And I don't know, Bengals, you know, you had that crescendo last week against the Bills. Now it's the Bengals. But the hype in this town for this game, incredibly real. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, I would almost say, Part of it feels more like people are more excited for this part of it or for this go around at the AFC title game just because of the storylines that are coming with it that Kansas City is on the cusp of a fourth straight AFC title game, a possible third straight trip to a Super Bowl, and there's just so much on the line. You know, talk of a dynasty even, you know, if Kansas City loses, you know, where do they go from here? What category are they put in? But if they win, they're put into a whole new category of, you know, are they a legitimate dynasty now? You know, two Super Bowls in three years, I would say that puts them into a whole brand new category if they win. 
I think you could start throwing the dynasty word around. I heard Chris Carter that's been hit or miss with the Kansas City Chiefs on NFL Network. You know, throw the dynasty word around. And, and we'll talk to Carrington Harrison coming up here at 1030 because it's one of the questions I want to ask him because we've seen these great dynasties, right? The Steelers and Terry Bradshaw and what the Cowboys did. You know, the, these dynasty moments, the Niners. But it's a different time and day in the NFL. Everybody's on the same schedule. Everybody gets the same amount of money from TV. You just have to be better than everybody else. You have to be more consistent than everybody else. A lot of the pressure goes down to Brett Veach, like the front office, the general manager, to be careful and balance what you want to do. It's like the Colts when Manning was there, and they were a good football team year in and year out. But they didn't. They put all their eggs in one basket. I mean, they paid a certain amount of people, handful of people, all the money. The rest were just guys, guys to be in your team. Just like the Chiefs, you need the undrafted free agents. You need the Byron Pringles of the world. Like, you need that to be successful. And you need the Darrell Williams, undrafted. You need Jerry McKinnon on a cheap contract. Was drafted, but he's here on a cheap contract. You need that. Against the Steelers back in week 15, you know, Ben Neiman and DiCaprio Boodle led this team in tackles. Like, you need that. Guys to stand up and do things, but the Chiefs have been able to piece it together. But the one thing they have, quarterback. They have the quarterback position that is also important in the National Football League, and that's what the AFC's become. It's become it's become Patrick Mahomes. It's become Josh Allen. It's become Joe Burrow. And who knows what's going to happen to Aaron Rodgers? Who knows which direction that's going to go? But, you know, even Joe Burrow, you know, talking yesterday about what he needs, uh, what's it going to take in the AFC? Like he was asked, what's it going to take in the AFC to continue to be this team? Because they, they asked him, say, you saw Allen and Mahomes go? What's it take for a quarterback to go? Near perfect. I think you know every week of the playoffs have has proven that. You know, it goes through Kansas City and you know, Patrick Mahomes has been near perfect for four years, however many years he's been starting. So you know, that's gonna that's what it's gonna take for for me. You know, it's not just a quarterback driven game, you know, it's a team game, but you know, I think wins and losses usually come down to how each quarterback plays. And it's it's Joe this is a, listen, Joe Burrow is a guy, and this is what does concern me a little bit about the game because of, of him being a playmaker. Like I'm not gonna put him down. The guy's a good player. Right? I mean I've never thrown shots at Justin Herbert that, you know, once again he's on the couch and you're number two watching the playoffs. Cause to me, Joe Burrow's just gone right past the Justin Herbert thing. All that talk about Herbert being the next one and Brian Greasy licking his feet during Monday Night Football at the AFC West goes through him. Good quarterback, but again, I think they still need to find a coach. Because I don't think I think Brandon Staley came as a defensive coordinator for the Rams. That ain't it. Need that offensive mind to go forward. But Joe Burrow is at a chance here against Mahomes. It's a legacy type game for him, and he thrives on these kind of games. He's a cigar smoker, loves a challenge. He loves being told no. I mean, he went to Ohio State, and he goes to LSU. He's only one year younger than Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's not been easy. Both the he and Mahomes weren't highly recruited players coming out of high school. They both had a chip on their shoulder, which drives players like that. They have that chip and the proof things. And, you know, I look at this game, and I look at him his place. He has a chance to beat Patrick Mahomes twice and once an arrowhead in the playoffs. They're, they're a couple years early, the Bengals. They're building something really special. But then they had that, that choice during the draft to go Jamar Chase or Penny Sewell. Both of them opted out their senior year. Or their, their last, not senior, but their last year playing college. They both did. But they were both on the board when they drafted. But I think they made the right decision going Jamar Chase because that's a combination Joe and Jamar you're going to have to deal with for a long time. They could fix the offensive line. Chiefs flipped their offensive line in one year. I mean, completely flipped how that offensive line works. But it's a legacy game for him. He's also the only quarterback in the history of the league to be the number one overall pick as a quarterback and be in the title game within the first two years. I mean, it sounds crazy, but then it's kind of not crazy because if you've been drafted number one overall and your quarterback means your team is pretty bad. And they had to get those steps to build, you know, a competitive roster by being a bad football team, you know, winning two games, getting that quarterback, getting this position. But then there's Mahomes that could continue to build his legacy. Like, as good as he is, he continued to build it. That 13 seconds going down the field showed that he didn't need any time, man. Like, that was the ultimate compliment to a quarterback to be able to do that. You know, he's a humble guy. He's not going to talk about it, but that had to feel good, man. 
You take it because this is why we watch football. You watch those quarterbacks. You know, you watch Marino and you watch Delway and you watch Brett Favre and you watch Joe Montana and you watch Peyton Manning and you watch Tom Brady and you watch these quarterbacks. And if you give them a minute, they're going to cut your heart out. He had 13 seconds to cut your heart out. And granted, had Butker made his kicks and it's four extra points in that game, does it come down to it? It's almost better that it came down to that because it adds to the legacy. I mean, 13 seconds has been talked about a ton on national TV. I said last night, Nolan, you were with me last night on the show, it's like a 30 for 30 make. There's enough storylines with, with Kelsey talking the hill on the sideline, orchestrating with the homes to have that special play, you know, unscripted what he was going to do, and then Mahomes get in the line and say, do it, Kels, do it. Like it, And then all the reaction from the players, how Buffalo felt about it, how the number 13 became a donation piece for the people in Kansas City to give over $400,000, and FanDuel helped out on that. But regardless, they raised over $400,000 at this point in climbing to the Buffalo Children's Hospital because of that. I mean, it was the 13 seconds, and it was gloriful. But the one thing that I have a hard time figuring out like, the one thing I have a hard time figuring out is I understand. If you want to give a lot of credit to Joe Burrow and a lot of respect, 100%. I'm all for it. I respect what the guy does. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's as good as Mahomes. Just don't. Because I'm from the show-me state, you got to show me first. Mahomes has proven it. He's won an MVP. He's won a Super Bowl MVP. He's done it. So NFL Network, you know, I have it on here in the studio. Whenever they do their picks with people, it's a lot of Bengals. It's a lot of Bengals. I'm just curious why, because it was all Bills last week. It was Dan Orlovsky coming on and saying, well, if Buffalo plays their A game and Chiefs play their A game, Buffalo's going to win. Why? It's an arrowhead. It's different. This Bengals-Chiefs game the first time around was insane because, remember, the officials got switched to the last minute. Pringles touchdown got called back at the end of the half. Chiefs had three different leads of 14 points. Officiating did make a difference. Joe Burrow even said they got a little lucky on calls at the end of the game. But then there's Adam Rank from NFL Network. And they have the uh, two quarterbacks there. And they were doing team comparisons. Like who's got the better quarterback, who's got the better coaching, who's got the better game plan. And this is who he said was the better quarterback. There's no contest here. Uh, We're going to go Joe Burrow. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go Joe Burrow. I know a lot of you are like, it's too early. He's too young. You know what? A lot of people said that back in 2002. SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar going up against The Rock. They're like, Brock Lesnar's too young. He's too young to be the WWE champion. And he went out there and he beat The Rock. Similarly, I expect Joey Burrow to continue his undefeated streak in the playoffs, dating back to college, 6-0. and You know who's lost the playoff game before? Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow never has. Because he's been in so many. He just he's compared a scripted sport. Yeah where The Rock was supposed to let Brock Lesnar win to a non-scripted sport where it's all about competition and beating the other guy by scoring more points. I know Burrow's been good, but how can you even... Mahomes has been fantastic. He's thrown for 782 yards in the playoffs, eight touchdowns. He orchestrated that 13-second drive. He's been the two straight Super Bowls in his fourth straight AFC title game. Like, how can you even do that with a straight face? Like, how can you do it with a straight face... Again, if you want to say Burrow's going to be a good quarterback in this league, 100% with you. But to sit here and look at the tail of the tape between those quarterbacks and you go that direction, like you didn't see you didn't see the same network, NFL Network, do this stuff when it was Tom Brady versus somebody in the AFC title game. That arrow always pointed to Tom. Always. Hey, and he had some lucky postseason wins. Yeah, he collected the rings. Remember the tuck rule game? That's a game he probably should have lost. Not only that, he got another ring against the Rams in a game the Chiefs should have been in. If D. Ford's not offsides, he didn't get that ring. I think there's two rings Tom has that he probably shouldn't. Of course, we can go to the David Tyree catch and all that, that he got to get that game ring back because of what Eli Manning did. But I just don't see how you pick where the Kansas City Chiefs, if you, if you pick Joe Burrow over Mahomes, when you have a guy that's proven. I just think the Chiefs get that hate now. Like People love to hate this team. And it's really, really showing because I don't believe people actually believe what they're saying. They're the new Patriots of the NFL. They are, but I don't believe people believe what they're saying. Anyway, we'll talk to Carrington coming up at 1030, but coming up next, 
Hear from what some of the coaches were saying about the Kansas City Chiefs, including Steve Spagnola next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back to our Chief Special, 10-2. Did it last week, we do it this week, too. And you know what? Chiefs win. We'll do it again next week, too. Why the hell not? J.B. Clean Nolan Brooks with you. Got a big game this weekend. Second like rinse and repeat. Chiefs and AFC title game. Arrowhead Stadium. It's a magical thing. Hopefully, they'll have all the fireworks ready to go tomorrow night. Shout out to all you guys listening, all the Chiefs fans out there. Chiefs Kingdom's everywhere, by the way. Just like flooding those donations for the Children's Hospital in Buffalo. What an outstanding thing. Chiefs fans is showing what they're made of. You know, they don't have to jump through tables, light themselves on fire like the Bills fans. They do it anyway. They do it with their checkbooks, their hearts, and their mind. And well, Bills fans aren't jumping through tables right now. They're posting those sad videos on, oh on Twitter. Oh, my God. The Bills fans. You know, yeah. I mean, what's going on with them is crazy. The Chiefs, they're the heartbreakers, man. They broke everybody's heart. But first, you know, not our Jay Southland Toast Service text line, 913-576-7610. Shout out to you all listeners. Shout out to Big Stand down in Florida checking us out. I mean, they're everywhere. Chiefs fans in Idaho, Florida, Texas, you name it. We got a bunch of them. Shout out to the Florida crew here. Yes, the Chiefs have a bunch of haters, Nolan, which they really do, which is a good thing, you know. Like, if they hate you, it means they want to be you. It means they're jealous. Like, hatred is, is a root of jealousy, man. You're jealous because the Chiefs win all the time. And when they're three and four, you counted them out. Michael Irvin, counting them out. Chiefs aren't going anywhere. Put a fork in this team, they're done. You know, we heard it all. We heard it all from this team. People gave the Chiefs no credit in what they did. But I want you to hear something real quick before I get into what Spag said. Since you brought it up, Nolan, I think it should should be repeated. But So the Bills are losing everybody, right? They lost Joe Shane, their assistant GM to the Giants. He takes Dayball with him. And then who knows where Leslie Frazier, defensive coordinator, is going to end up, right? But they're all leaving them. And I remember Bobby Esther saying, and I got to thinking about it, I, like, he said, should Sean McDermott get run in Buffalo? Again, that's a trend. There was nine coaches opening, six now. Teams are filling these coaching jobs. But, again, I didn't like the talk he had. Like, you got to be a leader. You can't keep letting your team down. I remember after the AFC title game last year, he was distraught. They were building the Chiefs. They were taking steps. Going to build that team. That team is built to beat the Chiefs. The team of Buffalo's beat the Chiefs, but they couldn't do it because they would lose stupid games to the Jaguars and the Colts and stuff like that. They ended up playing here instead of Western New York. You know why? Because they couldn't stay at the top of the hill. They had their chance. They beat the Chiefs at the top of the hill. Couldn't take it. Then Tennessee beats them there at the top of the hill. Then they get run after having a bye week by the Bengals. Like These teams just can't handle the success. So the Bills put this out on social media yesterday. I think it's an absolutely huge mistake. But as a Chiefs fan, you should revel in their misery. 
The Buffalo Bills put this out on their official account yesterday on Twitter. So sad, get out the violins. Um, I mean, last last night sucked. Those guys are they're hurt. We're disappointed. We're all disappointed. Um, we're all hurt, sick to our stomach. Um, you know, you move on and you try and get yourself get yourself to learn from it, and but it stings. It it, it stings. I'm not going to sh- sugarcoat it. It stings. I love you, dog. You too, bro. I love you, bro. I love you, too, bro. It was, just, it was tough, you know, and to, to be in that moment. Um, again, had a lot of respect for, for Pat. You know, he throws a winning touchdown, and he comes straight over and finds me. Um, you know, to, to be in that situation and to do that, that's... That was pretty cool of him to, to do that. This is making me laugh now. It's not even a, a <laughs> I feel bad. Now I'm just laughing about it, hearing it again. I mean, can you imagine our all the hype videos you do all year? Hey, can you come and talk about how good we are? Uh, I'm sick to my stomach. Did the Chiefs break the Bills? Lost I mean, Josh Allen's not going anywhere. He's you know, a good player. But I'm concerned about their leadership. Last plays, I'm concerned about McDermott. I, I can't watch it right now. Maybe they broke their social media team. But yeah, we've seen broken so teams. Remember what happened to the Jaguars so and Bortles? Um, Remember when our team was good for a second? And for people to show Falcons, up at the airport, 28 to three in the, in the morning. morning. I don't know what the temperature was. They've been on the back of a milk carton since. It'll be a different team next year. It's just a reality. I can't keep listening to this. There'll be a big different team earlier. But when I heard the Buffalo Bills did that, it's almost one of the most ridiculous things I've seen. And then, of course, I see the NFL Network continue to pick the Bengals. I, I would be shocked they picked the Chiefs. Again, text line saying that's the most clickbait thing I've ever seen. Yeah, except it's it's reality. It's what they do. I And again, I take it with a grain of salt because I don't think people actually believe what they're saying. I, don't think, I think they say things, but I don't think they actually believe it. I think there's some that do, but I think there's some that don't. But it's all been about doubt for this team. They were three and four at one point this season. You know, we've all heard about Mahomes being three and one with a win probability in the postseason is less than five percent. Other quarterbacks are one for thirty-eight. Do you remember back around uh, Halloween when Michael Irvin was on first take and said this? Remember this? This was so defiant. Let me tell you the issue here. Let me tell you the issue here. <clears throat> and even watching Patrick Mahomes talk about it, and I remember it. I remember going through it. They're, right, what they're going through right now is the reality that nobody's scared anymore. Sure. And you walk in a game, you think you're still that old team, and you think you're just going to shake it off and, and, and go back to killing people and dictating from an officer standpoint, because that's what they've been doing for years. They dictated to, off, to defenses, this is what we're going to do. We'll make you do this and then tear you up. And they no longer can do that. And I'm going to tell you something. Every game you go in, I don't care that you are no longer the same team. Every game you go in, they're still going to say, well, these are the Super Bowl. They went back-to-back Super Bowls. That's what we're playing. So now you got to match that intensity when you have all the doubt that you have. I remember Dion coming in that room one day when we were talking. We had just lost another game. And he's like, Mike, we got to do something about it. I looked at him. I said, Ty, it's over. The dynasty is over. That dynasty right now as we know it, the Kansas City Chiefs, it's over. They will not get to the playoffs this year. Nobody's even talking about their schedule. They can come out of these next four games going into the bye at one and three. They can lose these next four. They, they, they got a tough their next schedule four? coming up. They got New York. Then they got Green Bay, Las Vegas, and Dallas. What happened? Those games. That is a gauntlet. That's one and what four happened? Before the bye. This is over for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I don't know if they can get it back. I love that other voice there. Oh, that's a gauntlet. What happened to the damn gauntlet? <laughs> Chief smacked them all around. I would say the gauntlet uh, shut down for COVID and didn't open back up again. As I've always said, man, you have two choices in this world. You can be Whit Merrifield or Brett Eibner. Both come up, both look great. One stayed, one didn't. I mean, you got to make the adjustments back. You got to readjust back to the Chiefs did. They ran 92% of two high shells in that game. Most Patrick Mahomes has ever seen, yet the Chiefs won the game. 
against us because he did everything more methodically. He killed you by a different means. They averaged 28.2 this year. They averaged 28.2 in 2019 when they won the Super Bowl. But a different road to the end, a different, you know, they, they have more plays, more underneath stuff. People have become different receivers. Again, the Tyree Kill and all the adjustments he made this year. But the bottom line is they've made the adjustments. But I'm curious because I think tomorrow's game is about Spags, like what he's going to do. Because, again, that Bengals game, that could have gone back and forth. There's ticky-tack, ridiculous. I'll say what it was. I don't blame officials all the time. That game sucked, and those officials should be ashamed of themselves because that game was terrible against the Bengals. Terrible. Terrible calls. Should have no calls. Keep the flag in the pocket. This past week, perfectly four penalties on both the teams. Let them play football. They didn't. Called back that touchdown at the end of the half. Chiefs had a, had a lead of 14 points three straight times. But Spag said this yesterday, or the other day, two days ago, about the Honey Badger and how he had a special package for him against the Bills, but then the Badger had the concussion. I expect the same thing tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, listen, we we need all of our guys. It was um, it took us a little bit by surprise, obviously, when Tyron got hurt early. We did have a package. We were going to do something a little bit different that we had to throw the thing completely out uh, that we had, especially for Buffalo. So that set us back a little bit. But then, you know, it's like we've always said, right? Somebody's got to step up, and the guys did that. We didn't play, you know, nearly the defense we wanted to um, when it was all said and done. But we navigated through it, and fortunately for us, our offense made some plays, and we're still and we're still playing football. So I'm looking forward, looking forward to what he has to say. And by the way, Nolan, you know what else is a tradition on this t- on this show? Chris Jones has been speaking to me usually on Fridays, Thursday this week. Do you remember before the Steelers game? Let's go! Woo! Oh man! Woo! Thank you, Chris. Chiefs <laughs> PR. That was during his press conference. Then last week. Hey, Chris, uh, same question for me this week as last week, but the crowd always seemed to help you guys last week. What's your message to the to the crowd this Let's week? Let's go! You know my message. Um, I got to give a huge shout-out to the crowd. Um, Chiefs fans, uh, you guys were ecstatic. I love you guys. Uh, can't wait to see you guys. I'm super excited. Um, we're back in Chiefs kingdom. I got to watch my language. I don't want to get found, but I love you guys. Let's go. Stack Nation! Hell! Okay, that was before the Bills game. This is before this game. You know it. Let's go. Woo! I'm out. He was part of ripping Burrow's name off the back of his jersey in that game. I loved it so much. But anyway, got Carrington Harrison joining me next. We have a lot of guests. I'm even going to go out to Las Vegas, look at some odds and some prop bets in this game. We're going to have a ton of fun. Ron Coffman, Head Pride, going to be in studio, breaking down the X's and O's with me. But a big thanks to you guys. For listening on a Saturday, hopefully when you're out running errands or going to the store to get those game snacks, I appreciate you tuning in and listening. Thanks to Kathy and Big Stan down in Florida, my favorite listeners down in Florida, listen to the show, and all the way from Atchison to Wichita, Overland Park, Lenexa, North River, you name it. Love hearing for you. We're all part of watching this game tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Carrington Harrison next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Just like we did last weekend, resulted in the win. Hopefully, 
Same results uh, today. Joining me now, Carrington Harrison, CDOT from The Drive. You know Carrington very well. Good morning, CDOT. Bank, how you doing this morning, man? I'm happy to be on with you, man. We're doing good. I, You know, I wake up and, you know, I get a little pep in the step coming to do this, this show because of what the alternative could have been. It could have been out of it. We'd been talking about other games this weekend, and we would have been doing a show on Saturday. So I, I, I kind of feel like at times we take it for granted. Carrington, you, you grew up in the same – you know how long the drought was. I grew up in the drought, the 20-plus years of not having a playoff win. It just didn't happen. We didn't have nice things. And then when 15, when the Royals won a World Series, like, okay, now we got good things happening. The Chiefs won one too. But, like, I don't take these weekends for granted, you know, being in the AFC title game because we had one in my lifetime, and I'm 48 years old. One, but it was in Buffalo since I've been alive. And to have four straight, unreal. Yeah, I mean, I think right now it's you got to put into context that Kansas City is having one of the greatest stretches in league history. I mean, we talked about this on the show yesterday. They're the seventh team in NFL history to go to four consecutive AFC or NFC championship games. If you look at the teams that have done it, we're talking about Tom Landry's Cowboys, John Madden with the Raiders in the 70s, the 90s Cowboys, the 90s Buffalo Bills who went to four straight Super Bowls. I mean, we're talking about some of the greatest teams and runs in NFL history, and Kansas City is in the midst of one of those two. I also think the takeaway is, man, the Chiefs just have Michael Jordan on their team. That a player that is going to have iconic, memorable situations that pop up in the course of the game, and somebody that you think is just going to block a lot of other people from maybe getting the accolades and Super Bowls that they would have. The same way we talk about Brady, how Peyton would probably have a couple of more, maybe Ben Roethlisberger has a couple of more. You know, the AFC plays itself out very differently if Brady isn't at the head of the table for 20 years. I mean, that's a game that Josh Allen played well enough to win. Josh Allen's best was good enough to beat every other quarterback in the National 100%. Football League, aside from the one he was actually going against. What's it say, Carrington, that uh, this is in a cap era? Like, a lot of those dynasties you mentioned, you know, outside the Patriots, because there was a cap era then, but you go back to the Cowboys and all, you could pay whatever you wanted. I mean, it was the owners, it was the haves and haves nots, it was the Dallas Cowboys, you know, teams that had money doing it. But what's it say about doing it when everybody's on the same playing field? It's the Green Bays, the Kansas Cities, the Cincinnati's, the small markets compete just as much as the New York and L.A.'s. Yeah, I mean, this is really, I think, the, the, the vision and goal of the NFL. And you can take it two steps further. Like, think about the AFC and NFC championship game. So, Kansas City, no stranger to this game. We talked about they've played multiple years. You also look at their team that they're playing, Cincinnati. They finished in last place in their division last year. You look at the NFC Championship game, San Francisco finished in last place in their division. So, to me, this is the vision of the NFL. You have a team right now on top in Kansas City that is certainly becoming one of the polarizing teams in the league. You either love Kansas City or you hate them. That always fuels interest and, and drives the league. You also have the vision of parity, how you can be a 5-10, and 5-11 and 11 football team and turn it around the next season and potentially go to the Super Bowl, this is what the NFL strives to be. Yeah, you literally can. If you're the Bengals, you get a worse to first. And here's the thing. Joe Burrow, the only quarterback ever to be selected number one overall to be in the title game of his conference in the second year. I mean, because usually when you get drafted, you're number one over, your team sucked. <laughs> Quite frankly, if you're the number one overall pick, it's unbelievable. I'm a big fan of quarterback play, Carrington. I really enjoy it. You know, I, I did enjoy watching the Niners beat the Packers, but Jimmy G didn't play well. Like, I... I like when quarterbacks duel, and I like when they walk out on the field and you have that fear, just like you know them calling Patrick Mahomes a Grim Reaper. That's what you need. You need a Grim Reaper. You need a closer. And I like watching good quarterbacks play, and, and I've liked Joe Burrow all year. And I, I like the kid's moxie. I like the way that he's not afraid to tell it like it is. Um, he's a football guy from a football family. But I'm actually excited about this. I, I wanted to see Mahomes and Allen, but – I don't think I'm any least excited to see Burrow go against Mahomes, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I want to see what he's got. Because he wins this game, he's beaten Mahomes twice and beat him in Arrowhead. That's huge. Like, his legacy, and he's a legacy guy. Like, little things he does raises him up, just like at LSU. Like, this is a big legacy game for him. I mean, I do think in some ways this is a letdown from last week, just because last week's was, like, such an amazing game, you know? Where... Last week was Thriller, and now this could potentially be the bad album. Not saying that bad <laughs> isn't a good album, but it ain't Thriller. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like That's kind of how I feel about this week in the National Football League. To your point about quarterbacks, and I was funny, I was talking about this uh, on the national show I was doing earlier today, is look at 
what happened last week in basically all of the games. So look at the Cincinnati versus Tennessee. Cincinnati was able to overcome nine sacks. Their quarterback makes the play at the end of the game to Jamar Chase. Look at Tennessee. It was defined by their quarterback not being good enough, turning the ball over too many times. You can't overcome it. The plays that Aaron Rodgers didn't make, the forcing the ball to Devontae Adams down the field when Alan Lazar is wide open in the middle of the field, you got to make that play if you're a quarterback the caliber of Aaron Rodgers. Then think back to the Sunday. So the first game between the Rams and the Buccaneers, Matthew Stafford makes a play that Jared Goff could not make. Tom Brady down 27-3 makes enough plays to get you back into it, and obviously what happened here in Kansas City last week. If your quarterback can't do those kind of things in some varying degrees, then you're just not advancing deep into the playoffs. You can make the playoffs. You can win nine games, be the Eagles, and then get quickly eliminated. You can be the Raiders and make the playoffs and, hey, you feel good about yourself and do it. But if your quarterback can't take you down the field the way that Allen did or take you down the field the way that Mahomes did or make the throw that Matthew Stafford made or overcome adversity the way that Joe Burrow did against the Tennessee Titans, I just don't know how you expect to win meaningful games in this league. Yeah, Joe Burrow said yesterday in his press conference, kind of paraphrasing here, but he was kind of asked, did he watch the Bills and the Chiefs, you know, Mahomes and Allen, and what does the quarterback need to do in the AFC? And he's like, almost be perfect. Then he gave the, you know, the praises. This is where, the, this is where the, the league is, Carrington. It's a quarterback-driven league. It's in the AFC, and I don't know what's going to happen there, Rodgers. None of us know what he's going to do. Jeopardy, stay in Green Bay or go to the AFC. He goes to the AFC. Look out. That balance beam just <laughs> completely tilted if he comes to the AFC. If Tom Brady retires, which I think he might do, uh, who's the NFC going to have? Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. I mean, it is unbelievable looking at the, the talent in the AFC and quarterbacks. If I gave you and said, hey, could you name me the top five quarterbacks in the AFC? Is it one of these things that you think will fluctuate, though? Like, if I ask you, it's going to go up and down next season, two plays good or bad? Because I don't definitively know if I could. I could name you one. Number one is Mahomes. But beyond that, I don't know. It's a wait-and-see type thing. Yeah, it definitely is a wait-and-see. I would say that Mahomes and Allen have put themselves on a different category that I think you kind of have to separate them a little bit. I would still put a healthy Lamar Jackson over any other quarterback in the AFC. Now, this year, I know he was banged up, but he, Most didn't, have his, he didn't have his full complement of weapons. He was completely banged up this year. I'm not writing Lamar Jackson off based off the and one we get year. Deshaun sitting out there. They led the NFL in passing just the year before this. So now you're looking at Burrow. You're looking at Justin Herbert. You're looking at Deshaun Watson. You're looking at these other guys. That's what I'm saying. Like It's just going to be so competitive in the AFC at quarterback where – can your quarterback go into Kansas City and win? Can your quarterback go into Buffalo and win? Can your quarterback keep up with what Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase are going to do over the course of their career? It's going to be really fun to watch. I think the NFL is in good hands that there was that uncertainty of what the league was going to look like. We had such a golden run of quarterbacks yeah. with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees. What's the next 10 to 12 years of the league? And before that, like the Jim Kellys, Dan Marinos, John Elway. We have, we've had fun for a long time, Carrington. We, we absolutely have, and I think now we're starting to see, all right, we can identify who those guys are moving forward. There's yeah. about 10 of those guys moving forward that are going to be really exciting and fun to watch in this league, and there's going to be some combination of those guys winning rings and winning MVPs over the next decade or so. So I was talking to Rocky Boyman, who, who works there in Cincinnati, former player at Notre Dame, played in the NFL, even played for the Chiefs. Back in the day, and I said, so what are you thinking, Rocky? You know, it's draft night, and you guys have a chance to rebuild with your offensive line to Panay Sewell, and there's Jamar Chase sitting there. Because I was sitting here from Kansas City screaming, draft Jamar Chase, because I saw what he did with the, when the Blitnikoff at LSU. And he was, you know, telling me he had kind of been leaning towards linemen at that point. I think everybody's happy now it's Jamar Chase, but that's, that's the opinion people are getting. People see how the Chiefs rebuilt their offensive line so fast. But it's not like you can go just go grab a Jamar Chase, man. That's an elite player. And like I had no problem with what they did. I thought they did the right thing in the draft. You can get by with a serviceable offensive line. I don't know if you can get by with serviceable weapons anymore in the National Football League. Like you need elite level playmakers. You need guys that are really game changing players. I mean, look at last week in the National Football League. Cincinnati has Jamar Chase. Tennessee has Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, who's a big time down the field weapon. San Francisco with your guy Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams. AJ Brown was my guy too. <laughs> yeah, I mean Tyreek Hill, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans. Like you need playmakers. elite playmakers in the National Football League to be able to do it. You can get by with the 14th best offensive line in the NFL. As long as those guys are not a negative 
for you, you can get by with it. You can't get by with just having and weapons anymore. Like, you need to be able to score 30 points in a game of this magnitude. Can your offense hold up? Can your quarterback, if it turns into a shootout, is your team equipped to win the shootout? You're not beating three straight teams 23-17 anymore. That's just not the way that the NFL is put together anymore. you got to be able to put up points. So, I understand why they did it. I would have done it as well. You always take the elite wide receiver over the offensive lineman. Who would you take in the NFL if you put one guy in this team? Anybody you want. Any anybody you want throwing the Chiefs. Like who's that one like one piece they'd be missing? I think Aaron Donald is the second best player in the league behind Mahomes. So you'd go Aaron Donald. Yeah, I would take Aaron Donald. I'd go Debo. Because I I think that fits perfect with what the Chiefs want to do. Run they they love wide receivers, can run, throw, but, but he loves to block. And stick his head, but I'm with you. Aaron Donald's a tremendous player. Speaking of Aaron Donald. And the Rams, six straight with the Niners beating the Rams. They did it twice this year. I mean, they got their number. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, Jimmy G, you know, had that UCL in the thumb, had that hurt shoulder, beats Green Bay and Green Bay. I was shocked because of how cold it was. And he didn't play well. But He didn't play putting, well against the Cowboys but, either. No, he didn't. But they're putting this great game plan. And we talk about quarterback-driven league. You know, clearly the talent here is with the Rams. The game plan, I think, is with the 49ers. The physicality. I think is with the 49ers. Is the Chiefs possibly going to be playing <laughs> a team in the Super Bowl, their home stadium, for two straight years, which never happened before? I think the Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl could be one of the best Super Bowls we've ever seen. Like, I, I think offensively, the offensive minds that are in that game, the weapons that are in that game, I mean, I think we could be seeing a 38-34 just classic between those two teams. I picked the Rams at the very beginning of the season to go to the Super Bowl. I will continue yep. to ride the Rams bandwagon here. This is why you traded for Matthew Stafford. We always talked about when he was in Detroit, the talent that he had. He just needed to be on a good organization with good pieces. You've got everything. You've got a capable running game with Cam Akers, the best offensive player in the league in Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, who's turned into a legit number two receiver. Yeah, he's had like 37 catches over 400 yards and six touchdowns just in the 10 games he's been there. Like, Quietly, he's been really good. He's been fantastic. And then we obviously know about the pieces they have on defense with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I think the Niners are I, – I, I think the Rams win this game. I don't feel great about it because of what you said. I mean, they've lost to them every time they've played them over the last three seasons. That's beyond just luck. That is a – they match up well with you. Are you going to be able to match their physicality, slow down the running game, in this game, and I, it, I'm, I'm excited to see. I don't feel good about my pick, but I'm going to take the Rams. I just think it'd be weird if the Chiefs played a team in the Super Bowl, their home stadium, for two straight years. Yeah, it would be weird. Never, you get the Chiefs beat the Bengals, I guess. I do. Yeah, okay. I got them winning 38-31. I think Cincinnati's going to be a little bit more competitive than I think most people locally think they're going to be. I'm with you. I think Cincinnati can score, and I don't, I don't know if Kansas City's defense deserves the benefit of the doubt to slow down an offense of Cincinnati's magnitude. They haven't done that really this season aside from the Dallas Cowboys. Like, they haven't shut down a big-time offense this year or really forced them to struggle or took away what they wanted to be able to do. If you had a good quarterback and a good playmaker, you've been able to at least move the ball against Kansas City. I think this game's going to be played in the 30s on both sides. I've been saying 38-31, Chiefs. Good stuff, Carrington. I know you did your, uh, your morning show on CBS this morning, so I appreciate you still staying out before you hit to sleep. Thank you for joining me this morning. Binkley, if there's any show this morning I would have joined, it's your show. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Carrington. Of course, man. We have Carrington Harrison from The Drive. We'll talk to a lot of the guys around the station at various different times. And Ron Kopp from ArrowheadPride.com, our partner over there, stopping in here with us here. But coming up next, did you hear the uh, Jim Nance interview yesterday? Nolan, you had a chance to go back and listen to that? I retweeted it. You can see it on 610sports.com. Odyssey. That's well. Fantastic. Jim Nance is calling this game. He called the last game. Carrington asked him what's his favorite game he's ever called, and he's called a bunch. And welcome back to our Chiefs playoff special all the way till 2 o'clock, leading you into Kansas State Hoops. Jay Binkley, Nolan Brooks, producing the operation. Phone number 913-576-7610. Jay Sathlin, Toast Service Text Line, 913-576-7610. 7610. If you haven't got a chance to listen to Jim Nance when he was on yesterday with the drive, it's like Nance has been everywhere, called every game. He's got a lot of history. And as uh, Carrington even asked him, too, he said, because remember, if you watch the doc, the Madden documentary, you know, the, the Troy Aikman even said that Joe, Joe, or John Madden was kind of a soundtrack of his life because he was always calling his games. 
Well, Jim Nance, you know, has called a lot of Patrick Mahomes games and Tom Brady. So, you know, he's got a lot of respect in the National Football League. When he was asked, after all those games he's called, which one was his favorite? Where does this one stack up? I've had about 500 NFL games, a couple of national championship games way back when in college football, but and some Army Navy games, which always meant a lot to me mentally and in my heart. But I would say, as far as the NFL goes, and a lot of people that weren't there or didn't have anything to do with the broadcast would say, have been saying, it's the best game of all time. I put it up there with the 06 AFC Championship game. New England and Indianapolis, when Peyton led the Colts back from 18 down to beat New England and go on and win his first Super Bowl and go to the Super Bowl for the first time. That's up there. It was a 38-34 game. I put up the Kansas City game against New England, 37-31, three years ago. And this one, but I would rate this one number one. And for this thing to truly take on legendary status, they got to go win the championship. Otherwise, it'll get lost a little bit, I think. No, I'm with him. Got to win it all, because when you win it all, you look back to these games. We always look back to moments. 2019 Chiefs won the Super Bowl. You look back to that Texans game, down 24 in the comeback, down double digits to Titans. You know, revenging losses that happened earlier that year. Texans beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Titans beat the Chiefs in Nashville. Beating those teams, getting down double digits. 49ers posing for the cameras. Looked like uh, they were already ready to celebrate in ring size. Didn't happen. So like the Bills this week, you know, I had Josh Allen, you know, hugging Gabriel Davis there. Hey, man, four touchdowns. You got a CFC title game. No, you had a, you had a quiet plane flight home. And then you, your social media team put out a, a video making you guys look like a bunch of crybabies, to be quite honest with you. But Jim Nance was asked about uh, the soundtrack to Mahomes and Brady's career because he brought up the fact that John Madden, you know, called all those Troy Aikman games. It was kind of the soundtrack of Troy Aikman throughout the postseason, you name it, it was John Madden. Nance, though, done a lot of Mahomes and Brady. Not only that, he's got kind of a personal relationship with Patrick Mahomes. Well, that's an honor to, to when somebody says that. I've had some people say that before in some other sports. You know, in this one, I've done over 100. This sport, I've done over 100 Tom Brady games. I mean, it's, I think, the most anyone's ever done one uh, one player uh, at, a, at a network broadcast level. Um, it just so happens with us being the AFC network, we had all of those years where we leaned so heavily on our package with New England. So I've basically covered about 30% of Tom's career. Um, now, no one's ever said on the soundtrack of Tom Brady's career. But, yeah, I, I listen, we, we see the Chiefs so often, and we're going to see the Chiefs so often in the years to come. And I enjoy it. I've gotten to know Patrick really quite well away from uh, – from football, we played golf together. He's been out to my home in Pebble Beach. Uh, I have a little golf hole in the backyard. We hit balls back there. My son thinks the world of him. He's a special guy, as you know, in this community and for the league. And uh, I'm just happy that uh, the NFL has a superstar that's just such a first-class guy as, as Patrick is. I'm sure Nance has hell of a crib out on Pebble Beach, man. Just saying. Hey, Nance does pretty well, would you say? Some homes been out there. His golf hole. He's got there at his house. We what a what a Pebble Beach man. Well, if Jim Nance invites you to go golf out in Pebble Hell Beach. Yes. You don't turn that down, no. no matter who you are. No, you sit out there at his house. You're playing golf at his own private. Well, that's the life right there, man. That's the life. But uh, that's what happens when you get to that level. Um, Jim Nance was asked where he would rank Arrowhead because remember all that talk about Joe Burrow when he made a comment back in October. You know, about loud stadiums. And people were taking offense to it that, you know, that he's somehow saying Arrowhead's not going to be loud. That's not what he said. He just said that the NFL stadiums weren't as loud as the SEC. And keep in mind this year, he's played in places like Detroit. He's played the New York Jets at the New York Jets. He's played some teams that don't have fans. I get it. Four stadiums in the SEC have capacity over 100,000. Five have over 90,000. The NFL doesn't have that. I mean, there's four stadiums in the SEC that have at least 25,000 more that Arrowhead holds. Of course it's going to be loud. But he's been doing nothing but respect with the Chiefs' noise this week. Pumping in music, talking about how loud it is. But this is where uh, CDOT asked about uh, those comments, plus where he'd rank Arrowhead. It's definitely the loudest. There's no question about that. And I'm... I, I listen. Joe's a pretty fearless guy. I don't know him nearly as well because uh, Kansas City hasn't been on our radar until this year. In fact, I've only had two of their games. Had them against Cleveland, 
in early November, and they lost. And then I had them in the matchup against the Chiefs on January 2nd. But I can tell you this, there's a confidence, not an arrogance, there's a confidence in him. He's not going to walk back that statement. Although I think there should be an asterisk around it. He made that statement, you know this, back in October. He didn't make it this week and trying to flame some fires going into into this week. That comment was made three or four months ago. Um, I don't think he's going to concern himself one iota that he may have uh, bruised a few fans around here and how they feel about it. But, listen, this guy's good. He's really, really good. And I think on a national level, I've been on some, some shows this week, including CBS This Morning, and uh, everybody's talking up the Chiefs after that game last week, and no one's talking up Cincinnati. you got to be careful here. This is a good team, a confident team. They blew out Baltimore in Baltimore when the Ravens were still good. They won at Pittsburgh, swept them. Uh, they won at Tennessee last week. They went went five and zero against the teams that made the AFC postseason five and zero. So uh, they played well on the road. I don't think he's going to worry too much about the comments he made about Arrowhead. But if you're asking me, it's definitely the most raucous place I've ever been. Great stuff with Jim Nance with Carrington Harrison on the drive. We'll get to more of that later. But coming up next, let's see what Bob's thinking about this game. How much of the nerves with Fesco? Check in with Bob next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.